You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Friday, December 1st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, how a life extension drug for big dogs is getting closer to reality. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. There's a well-established inverse relationship between a dog's size and its expected lifespan. Bernese Mountain Dogs and Great Danes live just 6 to 8 years, for example, while Corgis can live up to 15 years and Chihuahuas up to 2 decades. San Francisco biotech company Loyal wants to close that gap and is developing an experimental drug to extend the lifespan and improve the quality of life of large and giant dog breeds. Today, the company announced that based on early data, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has determined that Loyal's drug has a reasonable expectation of effectiveness. The company hasn't yet shown that its drug actually extends lifespan, but the FDA decision signals the agency's confidence in Loyal's approach and the drug will soon be tested in a bigger trial. Big dog owners want more time with their dogs, says Loyal CEO Celine Halua. It's really heartbreaking to people that they don't live that long. She argues that the wide variety of dog sizes isn't natural, but a result of selective breeding by humans to create dogs with certain physical traits or that can perform specific tasks. On average, mixed-breed dogs live longer than their purebred counterparts. So far, the FDA has not approved any drugs to expand the lifespan of animals, or humans for that matter. This is completely novel, says Linda Rhodes, former CEO of pet biotech company Aratana Therapeutics and a consultant for Loyal. It's difficult to study life extension drugs in people, she says, because humans live relatively longer lives than other species. But starting with dogs and the breeds with the shortest lives could yield important clues. The implication for other species, including humans, is pretty profound, she says. Loyal's experimental drug is an injection designed to be given every three to six months by a veterinarian. The drug is meant to lower levels of a hormone called IGF-1, which is involved in growth and metabolism and has been linked to dog size. Large dogs have a genetic variant that leads to high levels of IGF-1, and small dogs have a different variant that results in lower levels. Inhibiting this hormone has been shown to increase lifespan in worms, flies, and rodents. In humans, both very high and very low levels increase mortality risk, while a mid-range is associated with the lowest mortality. In early studies, Loyal dosed 130 research dogs with its investigational drug. 
Halua says the company has shown that it can reduce IGF-1 levels in large dogs to those seen in medium-sized dogs. Two dogs had loose stools for a day or two after receiving the injection, but beyond that, Halua says no major side effects have been observed. To determine the drug's effect on lifespan, the company is planning a bigger study that will start in 2024 or 2025 and enroll about 1,000 large and giant breed companion dogs that are at least 7 years old. Each will receive either the experimental drug or a placebo. Halua says the company aims to have its drug on the market by 2026, but first, Loyal still has to prove to the FDA, which regulates both human and veterinary medicines, that the injection is safe and that the drug can be reliably manufactured. At that point, the FDA can grant conditional approval, a temporary authorization that lasts five years and allows the drug to be sold by prescription. During that time, Loyal will collect effectiveness data and apply for full approval. Loyal is also working on two other drugs, a pill version for large and giant dog breeds and a pill for older dogs of all breeds. Danica Banish, a veterinary geneticist at the University of California, Davis, who specializes in canine genetics, says that IGF-1 is only one factor thought to be associated with dog size and longevity. As for targeting it, I think it's a bit premature. We know that smaller breed dogs live longer than larger breed dogs, but we don't know how much of that is due to the influence of IGF-1, she says. In a study published last month, Banish and her colleagues identified another possible driver of dog longevity, a gene called ERBB4. Studying more than 300 golden retrievers, they compared the DNA from blood samples of dogs that were still alive at 14 years of age to those that died before age 12. They found that dogs with certain variants of the gene survived longer, on average 13.5 years compared to 11.6 years. Vanish cautions that the work was conducted in only one breed and that it's not known whether these variants are associated with the longer life in other types of dogs. The ERBB4 gene is the canine version of HER4, a human gene closely related to HER2, which is associated with cancer. Studying the canine gene could have implications for human health. Researchers are also testing new cancer treatments in dogs with the hope that these therapies could help people. Giving an experimental drug to healthy dogs is different from treating sick dogs. Banish says Loyal's drug will need to clear a high safety bar for owners to be comfortable giving it to their pets. She also thinks a drug would need to show more than a few months of life extension before people would want to buy it for their dogs. As a pet owner, I think anything over a year would be great. I suspect people would be really interested in that, she says. Linda Rhodes says that humans owe it to dogs to make up for their genetic misfortunes they've inherited due to hundreds of years of breeding. We've bred dogs to have problems because we want them to look or act a certain way, she says. It's our responsibility to figure out how we can help. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Elon Musk just told advertisers, go fuck yourself. Checking in on Wired Science, cicadas are so loud, fiber optic cables can hear them. And on Wired Security, a civil rights firestorm erupts around a looming surveillance power grab. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.